0: Money. It affects our everyday life. But how do we make more of it? Manage it. And make sure we make the most of our money. Welcome to Money Mindful, a podcast to teach and support you as you learn to manage your money. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode 11. Of the Money Mindful podcast. I am your host, Megan. Last week, I sprung a little surprise bonus episode on you. Did you catch it? How did you go? Please don't be shy. Truly, I want to hear from you. If you're in the Insta space or on the Facebook page, reach out. I would love to know what you're doing to help your future self. And if you missed the episode, it was a little bonus to go with episode nine, Future Focused Superwoman. I created a free PDF to help you get connected with and have appreciation for all the work that you've already done for yourself in the past and what you can do now as a gift for your future self. You can check out the episode or get the bonus PDF at www.moneymindful.com.au forward slash results. Before we get into it, I want to give a shout out to one of you who wrote a review for the podcast. It was on uh, iTunes, I believe, and it read inspirational this show is so easy to listen to and breaks scary financial concepts down into an easy to understand format it is obvious that much personal research experience and passion has gone into making this show accessible for others international at me is the handle so international at me Thank you so much for this review. It means a lot to me that you are getting something out of the show and it's also really fantastic to get feedback and hear that um, you are enjoying the show. All right, roll up your sleeves, ladies. Shit is going to get real in this episode because we are going to talk about estate planning. I know you've got this hang in there. I'm going to keep this as painless as possible, but like the title of this podcast, estate planning is fun, said no one ever in the history of the universe. I'm not going to lie, I may have been procrastinating on getting this episode out just a little. Estate planning is not something that gets me all gooey and excited, but it was something that kept me up a little at night, so I knew I had to take care of it. For the mamas and papas out there, I know I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, but for those of you who don't have kids, I'll tell you that having children compels you to do things you never thought you would do. Things that weren't on your radar pre-kids suddenly become a compelling reason to action. A few stories come to mind, but I'll just share one with you quickly. When I was pregnant with my first daughter, I went into full-blown nesting mode. I mean, we bought a house. Everything had to be ready and prepared for when I had the baby, I will never forget one incident, and I don't think Louis will either, when we'd just moved into the house and Louis, uh, my partner, sorry if you've just if this is your first episode, he was doing some pruning in the front garden. Well, a little bit of pruning turned into him basically chopping down a couple of trees. Ah, uh, I can laugh about it now but I was absolutely devastated that he had done this. I mean, sitting in the shower, ugly, crying, devastated. Oh man, the hormones when you are pregnant are no joke. Um, (laughs) Sorry, it just makes me laugh. Poor Louis, I don't think he had ever seen me so upset and I don't think I have ever seen him so proactive in solving a problem he was straight down to the nursery to buy new plants to put in the front garden and restore some peace and sanity to our house the point was I needed I just I needed everything to be in order for the arrival of our daughter and not having our garden set up was not an option. And it's weird talking about it now because I think, oh my gosh, I was like a crazy person, but it was so real. Um, for me in that moment, it was just like, everything had to be perfect. And yeah, the fact that he had upset my view of the front garden was completely unacceptable. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, moving on. So after having our baby, I started to think about needing a will, Now, I'm a bit embarrassed to say this, but I know many of you are in uh, the same. So I'm sure you won't judge me too harshly for saying it was only this year that we finalised our estate planning. So my eldest daughter's five. It took us just a little bit of time to get it organised. After having our second baby, we had to move back to Melbourne for Louie's work. Moving house with a newborn is not fun. I don't recommend it. Once we were back in town, I finally bit the bullet and started to take action towards getting our wills done. We had engaged a new accountant and they had a law firm they partnered with, so we made an appointment to see them and discussed our options. This cost us about four or $500 for a one-hour appointment. Uh, lawyers know how to charge for the value that they offer. Good on your lawyers. If there's any lawyers listening, um, you know, not every profession actually knows how to charge properly for what they offer. Whew! All right, so they explain the difference between getting a standard will or getting a testamentary trust set up. A uh, testamentary trust is a trust that comes into effect when you die. There are some tax benefits that uh, you can benefit from when you have a large estate. But this is something I suggest you get the experts to explain, um, because yeah, it's it's technical, it's technical stuff. So they went through why we might consider having a power of attorney and a medical power of attorney. Um, these are two separate roles. A power of attorney has the power to act on your behalf if you lose the capacity to. For example, if you're in a critical critical condition, they can make decisions on your behalf or access your bank account and other such things. The reason you might want to appoint someone um, to be your power of attorney is that once you've lost the capacity to act on your own behalf, it's much harder to set up for someone else to do that for you. And a medical power of attorney is someone who can make medical decisions on your behalf. Again, if you're in a critical condition in hospital, no one can make decisions on your behalf until they organize the medical power of attorney. And this isn't something you can just phone up and get straight away. So in medical situations, you want to be able to act fast. So that would be a reason why you might get your medical power of attorney set up now when you're perfectly healthy and fine. When you set up your will, you also have to specify who will be the executor of the will. This means the person who will manage the affairs of your estate when you pass. In addition to this, you need to organize guardians for your children and you also have to have backup people for all the roles I just mentioned. So a backup executor, backup um, guardians, You also need backup power of attorney, backup power of medical, um, uh, what is it, medical power of attorney. So you not only need to nominate who your estate will pass on to in the event that the people who you are passing on your estate to have died before you or die at the same time, you also have to nominate who you would give it to in that situation like an alternative person oh dear um thinking about this and working at who i want to look after my children who do i trust to distribute my estate who do i trust to act on my behalf if i am incapable not fun topics to ponder when we had the first appointment with the lawyers, they informed us what information they need to proceed and, make, and made a joke about how we would be surprised how many people take years to finalise their estate documents. We laughed and thought, why would you take that long? Well, a bit over a year after we had the first appointment, we finally got back to the lawyers with the information they needed. We were those people and I now understand Why? Listen, I did not find making our will a fun affair. In fact, I avoided preparing it and it took us a long time to make decisions about who we would nominate to fulfill the various roles as you actually have to put yourself in the position of thinking, if I died next week, what do I want to happen? I can tell you now, I'm glad it's it's all done and dusted. Um, I'm curious who's going to be listening to this podcast. I don't think there are a ton of people thinking, yay, estate planning. I love it. (laughs) I really want to learn about it. But this is the cycle of life, right? People die. There's no denying it. I hope it's not going to be me, but I sure as heck know if it is me, I want to do everything in my power now to make sure my babies well, they're not my babies anymore, but nevertheless, as uncomfortable as the process was for me, I want to know that I have everything set up in place for them. Like I said at the start of this episode, I have a compelling reason to feel this discomfort. My compelling reason is my daughter's. So here are my suggestions look up estate lawyers in your local area or city there are lawyers who specialize in this and let them guide you through what is required they are professionals and they will advise you of about all the points you didn't even realize were points that you even needed to attend to scott pape in his book the barefoot investor for families has a whole section on getting your affairs in order he has a great suggestion which I haven't done yet but I intend to and that is to create a folder with your will and important documents and then have all your passwords recorded. So for your email, social media, bills and banking. So it's all together in one document that your loved ones can access straight away if you pass. It's one way to make life easier for them when you know, they're trying to get through a challenging time. He also suggests a fire and waterproof safe to store these documents in. However, the one he recommends from Bunnings, which is an Australian hardware store, in my opinion, it's too small as it's slightly smaller than A4, which makes it a bit hard to store your paper documents in. I'm yet to find a suitable one as the next size up is a bit too big to be able to just pick up quickly in the event that you had to get out of the house quickly during a bushfire or something of that effect. The point of storing them in a safe is to protect the documents from perishing rather than protect the documents for th- from theft. Hence, why it's a good idea to have one with a handle that you can pick up, you know, pick up and just walk out of the house with it. Oh my gosh, Uh, today has been a bit heavy, I know. If you're still with me, good on you. Uh, It goes to show you care about getting your shit together. I feel like making a will is the ultimate adult behavior. There is no turning back now. I have kids, I have my estate in order, I am officially adulting. Okay, so I realize that's not the correct use of the word, but can we make it a verb, please? All right. Thanks for hanging in with me for this one. It's a tough one, but I know you can do it. Get your financial affairs in order. Organise your will and powers of attorney. You've got this. Until next week, have a beautiful week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Money Mindful podcast. For more info, visit moneymindful.com.au. For future episodes, be sure to subscribe and remember the information in this podcast is of a general nature only and does not take into account your personal circumstances or goals. Please seek professional advice for your own financial needs. Remember to have fun along the way.